A very good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining us in our online worship service. Such a privilege that we can once again gather here to study God's Word. You know, I'm excited, and I know in, in due time, we'll be here worshiping the Lord together. So continually to pray with us as we plan to open and start opening the church for more people. We are blessed with what Pastor Ray have shared last Sunday, and I will continue on from what he has shared. You know, suffering is part of life. But we thank the Lord because in spite of those suffering, we are blessed with families, church families, and friends that are willing to journey with us during the painful and trial times. Their presence is valuable, and God was using them to be a channel of His love and comfort, an instrument of God that brings healing and restoration helping those who are in pain or suffering so that they can pick up the pieces and move forward. However, there are times, despite of their pure intention, there are moments that they fail to help those that are suffering because of their lack of sensitivity, failing to use the right words, or not having the right heart. Today, we will observe how Job's three friends try to encourage him, but instead they become his source of discouragement and frustration to the point that he said these words to them. He said to them, Miserable comforters are you all. And let us learn from their mistake so that we can be of use of God, helping, comforting, suffering friends and families that surround us. I've entitled this sharing, Dealing with a Suffering Friend, and we'll be reading from Job chapter 2, verse 11 to 13, and Job chapter 42, verse 7 to 9. Let us read together. Now when Job's three friends heard of all this evil that has come upon him, they came to each from his own place. Eliphaz, the Termite, Temite, Bildad, the Shumite, and Shupar, the Namatite, they made an appointment together to come to show sympathy and comfort him. And when they saw him from a distance, they did not recognize him. And they raised their voices and wept. And they tore their robes and sprinkled dust on their heads towards heaven. And they sat with him on the ground seven days and seven nights. And no one spoke a word to him, for they saw that his suffering was very great. Let's jump to chapter 42. It says here, After the Lord has spoken these words to Job, the Lord said to Eliphaz, the Temanite, My anger burns against you and against your two friends. For you have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has. Now therefore take seven bulls and seven rams and go to my servant Job and offer a burnt offering for yourselves. And my servant Job shall pray for you, for I will accept his prayer not to deal with you according to your folly. For you have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has. So Eliphaz Bildad and so far went and did what the Lord has told him, and the Lord accepted 
Job's prayer. Let us pray. Lord, open the heart this day as we study your word. I pray, O oh God, that your word will minister to those who are in pain or going to trial times or suffering. Reminding us, Lord, that we have our hope in you. And even, Lord, if we can be as used for your purpose to bring comfort to those who are suffering, I pray that you change us, continue to help us, Lord, because we recognize our frailty and limitation. Oh, Lord, as we look into your word, Holy Spirit, kayo po kumilos sa aming mga puso at isipan, renewing our mind, so that may we know your ways in your character all the more. Salamat, Panginoon, for this time we have. Speak to us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you've been following our Bible reading and have listened to last Sunday's preaching, we'll learn that God have allowed Job to experience great loss. Described in the first two chapters of Job, we, as a summary, Job has lost great properties. Also, Job lost his children. Just imagine losing his children, leaving his wife lang. And sabi doon, yung wife pa nga, sabi sa kanya, ni, ni, kay, kay Job, curse your God. Job also experienced his health. His health was affected. He was infected with sores. The scripture said that he would scrape yung, yung mga katawan niya. And I, I, I'm trying to imagine the suffering he was going through. And in verse 11, we see three friends coming together. We see here in verse 11, Now when Job's three friends heard of all this evil had come upon him, they came from, from each from his own place. So meron silang, meron galing sila, may galing sila sa different places. And they said here, they, they made an appointment together to come to show him sympathy and comfort him. The word friend there, it means an intimate counselor. It's, it speaks of someone who is close, one with a covenant relationship. Hence, these friends is not just a casual relationship they have. Their action were motivated by the love. Their action was an action of commitment to each other. So all of them, the three friends of Job, they were BFF. Alam nyo, BFS, best friend forever. BFF sila. So they are committed to help Job. They came to ease the deepest pain caused by the tragedy and the, the death that Job have lost, experienced. What they desire is to, to bear Job's sorrow. And this, this shows us their pure intention and sincerity. Then Job opened his lips in chapter 3. In chapter 3, you see how Job responded, cursing the day he was born he, and ex expressing his struggle. Sabi niya dito, Let the day perish on which I was born and the night that said a, a, a man is conceived. And verse 11 says, Why did I not die at birth? Come out from the womb and expire. Grabe ang mga words ni Job dito. He is... He is He's really depressed. He's really expressing the pain from his heart. 
He was also expressing the fear, the unrest that's happening in his soul. Sabi sa verse 26, I'm not at ease, nor am I quiet. I have no rest, but trouble comes. See, chapter 3, Job was expressing the pain and struggles that he had. In the following verses, hoping to receive a comforting reply, if you continue reading, you notice that his friends began to confront him. Instead of comfort, they confront him. They seem to have forgotten that he was suffering. An exchange happened, a heated dialogue began, and it lasted for many chapters. This is what's happening, just a background. Job expressed what he's feeling. One of his friends responded. Job again said what he's feeling in his struggle as he had. Another friend responded. Then Job again reacted. Then the third friend responded. There's a summary of their conversation. You know what Job? Job was simply expressing his pain trying to understand why he is suffering. He was questioning God's judgment because he knows that he's innocent. And these things happen three cycles from chapter 3 to 27. However, this is what the, the, his friends replied. Look at how Eliphaz said. In verse chapter 4, verse 7 to 9, sabi dito, Remember, who that was innocent ever perished? Or who were that the upright cut off? I have seen those who plow iniquity and sow trouble reap the same. He was saying that, you know, sino ang nakita kong righteous na, na, na nagpe-perish? Sinong upright? Sinong matuwid ang nagsasuffer? Wala. Only those who are wicked suffer, suffers. And then the other friend respond this way. He said, surely such are the dwelling of the I am righteous, such is the place of him who knows no God. The second friend, he said, if you read chapter 18, he described things that would happen to a wicked person. And he's, he's saying there, you know, kaya nangyayari yan sa buhay mo is because you are wicked. You know, one thing that struck me in John 8 when uh, Job 8, he says here, If your children have sinned against him, he, ha he has delivered them into the hand of their transgression. Grabe ang turo sa anya. And then the last friend so far, he said, Now know that the God exact of you less than your guilt deserve. Sabi niya, Kulang pa nga yung suffering mo. Dapat nga mas mitindi pa. Kulang pa yan. Mag, magpasalamat ka. Kulang yan. Because you deserve more of what you're happening. You know, the words that's coming out from, from Job's friends were harsh, were hard, were so hurtful. He was suffering and they were accusing him. Instead of comforting words, they cut his heart with their sharp words and accusation. They failed to bring comfort to their afflicted friend. And three things I would like to suggest that caused this failure 
And the first thing I notice is this. Job tree friends have an imbalanced theology. They have a poor understanding of who God is. If you look of how God addressed Job's friend in the last chapter of Job, God was angry with them. He said in chapter 42, verse 7, He said, After the Lord has spoken these words to Job, He said, My anger burns against you and against your two friends, for you have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has. God was misrepresented because of their poor theology. They have, they, yes, they have spoken certain truth. However, it was imbalanced because of their understanding of God. Their understanding of God is based on accumulated wisdom they, of men that they have gathered. The understanding of God is influenced by the culture and the, the culture of the region that they're living in. It's influenced by the surrounding nation the Asian Near Eastern religion, all the, the other nation. The understanding of God were imbalanced and pure, heavily influenced by the world, the other nation. They are trying to embrace the teaching of other nation. Kaya imbalance and theology nila. And one particular is their understanding of the retribution principle. In those times, Asian religion hold this principle. And I would like to show this. What it says is here, and retribution principle means the righteous will be blessed, the wicked will be cursed. Now look at that. Malibayan o hindi? I would say the certain truth in that. Because the Bible says you reap what you sow. But the difference between their gods, the gods of other nations, is this. When they hold this retribution principle, they have to appease their God no matter what. Kaya pag binasa mo ang history in how they respond to their, their small god, their gods, they make sacrifices. They want rain, they do this. They want their land to be plenty. To, to reap a lot of harvest, they will do this. Why? If, if, if they don't do it, they will be cursed. Ganyan ang understanding nila. It's not out of fear of God because they just want to get something. They were afraid not to get something. That's why in the olden times, they would make sacrifices. They want to please in some sort of trying to control and manipulate God. Hence, their friends in here in this particular text we're reading, their conclusion is this, Job was suffering because of the sin he had in his life. To them, sin led to suffering. But we all know that Job, Job was righteous. In verse 8, it says here, The Lord said to, to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on earth, a blameless, upright man who fears God and turns away from evil? And explain to us then that not only sinners 
suffers, but also righteous suffers. Job's friends, because of their poor understanding of who God is, they fail to see that God is sovereign. They fail to see that God is all-powerful. They fail to see that God have all the authority, heaven and earth. Job's friend thought that they control, take and control God like the other nations. How they treat their own gods. They thought that they, as long they do certain things, as long I can appease God, as long I do something, then I can control his response. They fail to see that God is sovereign. They fail to see that even the righteous sufferers experience hardship in life. That can, God can never be controlled by any man. And it speaks of the poor theology of understanding who God is. And in connection to this, because of their poor theology, they think that God can be bribed like the other foreign gods. To them, the logic is this. Because of sin, they suffer. So what they do, they repent so that reward and blessing will return. Now, let me ask you, those who are watching online or those who are listening in church today, tama ba to you sin, yes, you suffer. There's consequences of sin. So you repent, and you, as you repent, you have reward and blessing. As you look at it, parang tama. But you know, there's one big flaw in this belief. There's one big flaw. Do you remember what Satan said to God in earlier chapter, in chapter one? Satan said to, to God, you know, the reason Job is worshiping you in fear is because you bless him with many things. But now remove everything. Let us see whether he would worship you still. Now the same temptation is, is being thrown to Job. His friend was said, come on Job, repent. So that all your fortune and fable will be restored to your life. And this exposed the heart of the friends. The reason why they were asking Job to repent was because of the reward and blessing that may return to him. Look at Job 8 verse 6. He said here, if you, were, if you are pure and upright, surely, then he will rose himself for you and restore your rightful habitation. Well, when you look at this, there's nothing wrong with this. But it speaks of their poor theology and expose their self-centeredness that their focus was the reward, the favor, and blessing. But in reality, a person that's growing in theology, maturing in their walk with the Lord, is focused not on the reward or blessing, but instead, God Himself. And the proper sequence of this is like this. It's because of sin, we face suffering because of consequences. So we come to the Lord to repent. At the end is because why we repent? So that we have that restoration of relationship with God. Righteous suffer 
Instead, we worship the Lord. You know, the false teacher who said, repent so that your life will be good. That's what if the person repent and the Lord did not grant him a good life and he still suffer? Does it mean God is not alive? You know, sometimes we have to go deep in our theology and understand why we repent. His friends are telling him to repent so all those things you have lost be restored. But to him, no. He wants to understand why he's going through this. Was there something wrong with this relationship with God? The right sequence is why we repent is because we desire to restore our relationship with the Lord. And the blessing and favor is just secondary. The primary thing is our relationship with God. Remember, this true repentance is not after the reward, but it's aimed to restore the broken relationship with God. Job's friend failed to minister to him and help him because of their poor theology, their lack of understanding who God is. Secondly, they failed to bring comfort because they failed to recognize their limitation and boundaries. In connection with their poor theology, they failed to see their limitation. They failed to see the context of what's happening in Job's life. As a result, they quickly gave an undeserving conclusion and assumption. They assumed to know what's happening in Job's heart and mind. They assumed that, they, that Job's sin. They assumed to understand the struggle that he was facing. They even assumed to know what God is doing in his life. It seems that they know all the answers. This, it seems that his friends know why people suffer, why people go through pain and hardship, why God is doing this and that. They fill with arguments and they desire to be proven right. But in reality, their friends can never comprehend God's action. They don't really understand why, it's, why, why all these things are happening. And this should remind us of our human limitation to understand. We can never understand fully. We can never com completely appreciate and understand why suffering and pain exist in life. Have you ever asked why bad, bad people live longer than good people and good people die early? You have an answered those questions? We can never answer those questions. At times. Many times like this, friends of Job, at times we try to figure things out. But remember, we have limitations. We can never comprehend the thoughts of God. We can never fully understand God's plan. We can never understand God's timing. We can never understand God's purpose in our lives and others. What we are called to do was simply to put our trust in God every moment of our life, in every moment of our journey when we understand our limitation. Having that limitation allows us to know our boundaries. 
helping us to, to say the right words and act the right way. I remember one lecturer of mine in school shared a testimony of his life when his wife died of cancer. There were many friends and family who came to comfort him. Some many of them were sincere, but some of them were insensitive. He was mourning and grieving for many months. And people came and said, come on, cheer up. Some people would tell him, you know, brother, your wife is in a better place now. Yes, it's true, but to him, it's painful. Another person came to him and said, God will give you, a, will not give you something here that you cannot handle. Those kind of statements can hurt. To him, he was really struggling. The whole family was struggling. Somebody, because he was, he was a lecturer, he has to stop teaching. Someone approached him, don't grieve so long. And it hurt him rather than restoring him. He was sharing that, you know, lamentation is part of life. We grieve, we hurt, and we need to be sensitive. We need to know our boundaries when, when we are ministering to people. Another story, another, another lecture of mine, when his wife gave birth for the second child, this child has sickness. And because of the sickness, the, his wife was in the, went to a depression. And then one day a minister came to her and said, you know, the reason why your child is sick and having this condition is because of your sin. Sinabi dun sa babae, dun sa asawa. And all the more she was depressed. This minister who came to him over-spiritualized everything. All the more this lady, this wife, got depressed. And for two years, she never attended church. For two years, because of the depression that is going through and the words that was shared, told her, was told her. You know what helped her? What really helped her is when she realized that struggle and pain is part of life. What really helped her to recognize that God is with her in spite of those things. Recognize our limitation and boundaries. In moments like this, when we had friends and family with the suffering, let's take time to pause, to pray, to pay attention, to listen, to come to the Lord and say, Lord, I acknowledge my limitation. I don't know how to minister to this person. And I know God will help us, guide us to minister to those who are in pain and in trials. One time I and Pastor Ray visited a hospital. We were visiting someone who was sick and we were at the bus stop going back to the church. And we were just opening our heart with one another Tanong niya sa akin, pa paano natin miministeran yung mga taong may sakit? And of course, I also don't know the answer. 
in our conversation. You know what? How we ended it? We just need, need to be there to be with them. Because even as minister, we have limitations. We only need to rely in the power of the Holy Spirit to help those who are struggling. Job's friend have an imbalanced theology. Job's friend failed to recognize their limitation and boundaries. And lastly, the reason why they failed because of their insensitivity, their callous heart, was focused on the argument and debate that Job and friends have. The friends were trying to put pressure in Job and said, Job, you are guilty. You need to repent. You know, they came with one purpose, to comfort him. But instead, the half of the book brought discomfort to Job. Why? Because they have a wrong heart. They have an insensitive spirit in them. One observation I have with Job's friends is this. Instead of just listening, they were quick to reply. Instead of ministering, they, 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 they want their words to be heard. Instead of expressing compassion, they condemn him. Instead of mercy, they judge him. Instead of help, they oppose him. Instead of listening, they talk, 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 talk some more. You know, people that are suffering, many times they don't need our arguments or explanation. What they just need is first for us to care and listen to the cries and pain. I found this quote in lifehopeandtruth.com. It said, when people are truly downtrodden, what they need most is comfort and support. Not an assessment of what they could have done to circumvent the calamities. What they need is someone to be with them. You know, in the New Testament, Jesus showed compassion to the sick and to the poor and to the marginalized. Pero yung teachers of the law, they were looking for debate. At one time, at the Sabbath day, Jesus was walking and then suddenly a person with withered hand came to him. It's a Sabbath day. And said, heal me. That's found in Matthew chapter 12, verse 10. And then suddenly the teachers of the law were there and asked, asked Jesus, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? They were trying to catch him so that they may accuse him. You know, the Pharisee wants to win an argument, but Jesus was there just to minister and help the sick and the poor, to the broken. Oh, church, I pray that we will have compassion the more we go deep in God's word. May we have the sensitivity like Jesus. The more we know theology, the more we know doctrine, we know the more we go deep in understanding Him. May our heart be then transformed to be like Christ. I remember when my mom died, I was tempted to, do, to have a debate because my auntie, her, her, her sisters, marami silang gustong gawin. Sabi nila, hindi daw pwede i-cremate ang katawan. Dahil daw si Jesus hindi i-cremate. 
Kasi siyempre nag-isip ako eh. Ako yung pastor eh. Anak ako. I said, huh? I was tempted to say, no, 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 no. Ano? Babalik din naman tayo sa abu ah. I, I wanted to, to respond. Then another of her siblings said, when we chose yung clothes na damit para dun sa loob, ang pinik ng kapatid ko, pink yata, and so on. Nakita. Sabi, hindi pwede, dapat lahat puti. Oh, I wanted to respond. You know, hindi di ba ate ang gusto? What they need is someone that will help them heal. Someone who will have compassion. They don't need argument. Someone that would mourn and walk with them in these broken times. Job's friends were insensitive because they have forgotten that their friend was suffering. As a summary, Job's friends failed to minister to him. And it's a reminder to us, we fail to help our suffering friends when we have imbalanced theology, when we lack understanding of who God is, when we represent God in an imbalanced way. We fail to help our suffering friend when we fail to recognize our limitation in our boundaries and when we have an insensitive heart. You know, as I conclude, the book of Job ended with God being the center of all those things. Job encountered God. His friends encountered God. They encountered God. They encountered Him in a in a powerful way. And look at how Job responded toward his friends. Just imagine, his friends were judging him and so on. But after that encounter with God, there's a change in perspective. And look at how Job responded to his friend. He says, Now, now, therefore, take seven bulls and seven rams and go to my servant Job and offer up burnt offering for yourself. And my servant Job shall pray for you, for I accept his prayer. And the later part, and the Lord accepted Job's prayer. Even though his three friends failed him, Job responded by forgiving them and praying for them. There are times when we suffer and people will judge us, make assumption, conclusion that would hurt us. Learn to forgive and pray for them. There are times that we are placed in a position like Job's friends. When we are placed in those positions, may we be sensitive on how to deal with suffering friends and family. Let us pray. Lord, it is a reminder for all of us that as your people, 
as your children. You have called us, Lord, to love, to care, to guide those who are broken and hurting. And as we have reflected on your word today, I pray, O oh God, that we will have a balanced understanding, a right theology of who you are, so that when we speak to people who are hurting, we will speak about you, your truth, who you really are to their lives. At the same time, remind us of our limitations, that we can never explain all things. We can never, never explain, Lord, why we go through hardship of suffering and trials. But what you call us to do is to trust you, and to submit, Lord, our life to you. At the same time, touch our heart. Give us a heart like yours. Remind us when Jesus saw the crowd, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like a sheep without a shepherd. I pray, Lord, all of us, Lord, in this church, starting from us, from the pastors, we will always have compassion to those who are weak or struggling, Lord. Remind us, Lord, that we have a purpose. Salamat, Panginoon. And I pray, Lord, that you empower us with your spirit because you said, Lord, your spirit will not give us spirit of timidity, but love, power, and sound mind. And when your spirit would work in us, it will help us, Lord, to minister to those who are going through tough times. Use us for your glory and honor, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's just receive the benediction. Finally, brothers, rejoice. Aim for restoration. Comfort one another. Agree with one another. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for joining us in our online worship service. And I pray that you will join us next week. And also join us in our Wednesday online prayer gathering at 9 p.m. Remember, love God and love His people always. God bless everyone. See you soon.